Hello everyone, and welcome back to What Will Fergie Do? I am Olujimi, joined today by Mr. Francis, and the man who lost to introduce himself. El Maestro, a.k.a. El Guapo, a.k.a. Stop. Daddy to a few. Well, daddy to a few. Fire. <laughs> The, Include, the, the one, one and only fire and ice. <laughs> Whoa, fire and ice? What does that even have to do with anything? The guy just drops fire and, and goes around to chill. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant fire and ice literally. You won't catch me fire and ice. That's why. I oh, man. Shout out to Larry. I'm going to call him out. Shout out to Larry. For... You know what? Why were I asking? Why not just add, you know, El Popetier? To my, to my, <laughs> to my hand. Larry. Larry's what? a clown. What does that even mean? <laughs> a puppeteer now. What you just said, you know? Uh, oh, my, my man's I man's pulling string. strings. Yeah, <laughs> manscaped. Wait, what does manscape have to do with pulling strings? <laughs> you know when you are reaching, <laughs> your hand that is moving around. <laughs> this string, this string, what I hold that hand? You, you. you. Ah, <laughs> I don't use a word. Don't use it, my dear. Ah, oh, oh, oh man, that, that is crazy. How's everyone's week been, though? It's been a long and cold week, bro. It's oh, like, well, it's my, cold, man. Is it cold? Twenty-five on average or so this week. Oh, like, come the fuck on! That's such a shame, man. <laughs> Yo, I went outside today for the first time this week and I'm like, Jesus. Whew. Yeah, nah. It's... Yeah, I went I went to work three days this week. It's been it's been tough. Yo, I don't I don't envy you at all, man. Once once I saw the weather turn, I'm like, yo, you guys are not catching me beating this house. Fairs, fairs, fairs. I went out, I came back, and she saw me like in the afternoon, and I was like, I had a shift. She's like, ah, you have a shirt? It's like, that's that's new for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's degrees, man. You know how you, you start sweating out here. You can't you can't be you can't be you can't be walking around, you know, with even anything you wear, like no legit actually, like you start sweating right. But I think a lot of people complain it started raining a few days ago. Like, so apparently it's it's a bit cooler now than it was before I came, but you know. Yeah, the weather out here is, is a life form, man. Nothing frightful, you know. <laughs> 30, 30 degrees and there's no minus there. You know what I mean? Oh my god. <laughs> Don't worry. You you will see my team and you'll be prostrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Osibanjo, University of Birmingham. University of, I think that's the funniest part. The University of Birmingham, like it was just so random. Files, <laughs> University of Birmingham. You know, University of Birmingham. Hey guys, ah, you know oh, what? Yo, the guy's wife beater was killing me, man. <laughs> is it the wife? That is the cap, man. And the cap. It looks like, like a jazz school's cap. That's <laughs> <laughs> the cap, man. Ah, oh. Jesus Christ. 
Oh my goodness. Oh my the goodness. That's my glory, man. <laughs> oh, that that was that was legit funny. Um anyways, um welcome to the pod. Let's uh have you guys um enjoyed the last few games of the group stages of the World Cup? I feel like it's been mad. Um there've been a couple of surprising finishes. Uh, Morocco topping the group. Um I think also Brazil losing today to to Cameroon. I think I don't know. I don't know I don't know if I'm surprised about Uruguay, Germany and Belgium. I think those three have been on the front list for a minute now. Um maybe Belgium more than anyone else, but I think it's yeah, it's I know in the last part we talked about the, the draws and how you would set up like a a finish to the last games. And I think it's been if I wanna if I was to write a script about how this World Cup would go, I think this is the perfect way to, to end the group stages. What do you guys think? I'm a bit surprised that Argentina finished top of their group. They are heavy on my foot. It's such a shame that they won't <laughs> I think they're playing Australia now. You yeah, they'll, they'll probably beat Australia. Like, I don't see... Yeah, they don't do well in that one. I think if they beat Australia, they might face USA, or depending on who USA is playing. I think USA is playing... Um, who was the... An African team? Or who are they playing? No, no, Netherlands. Aren't they playing Netherlands? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is USA playing um, Netherlands? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. But even Van Hal is, a, is on the front watching <laughs> Yeah, but they're playing US though. I don't. I don't. I think I see Netherlands coming out of that that game because US yeah, like they start good and then second half is yeah. like they don't. I don't know what happens to them in the second half. I think it's energy levels, maybe energy levels. But yeah, I think Argentina for me finishing top. That's probably the thing that surprised me the most. There's not anybody like I don't know how you guys have felt, but I haven't been impressed by any team in this World Cup. Like there's yeah. nobody. I'm, I'm trying to like make sure I'm not like I don't think anybody finished with nine points, right? No, uh, no, no. I won all three games, so. Yeah, so you you've not been yeah. impressed with uh, with France? Nah, not really. Like I mean, they lost their last game. They I think in both games they've come from behind. If I'm not wrong, the both games that they've won, which mm. I think is a sign for them at least, because it seemed like Brazil. I don't think they can come from behind. Speaking of Brazil, what did you guys think of? What did you make of uh, our boy Anthony's performance? AKA, AKA Lemon. Why do, you, why do you call him Lemon? It's like a saying, like you boy a lemon. Yeah, what, what, sorry, what's the saying? I'm not privy to what the saying is. Um, like, you know, it's like a fake. You bought a fake. It's like buying like a Gucci with like a triple C instead of like a Gucci with double C. Does that make sense? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> What? Or, or you buy like you know those remember those What's I get at Tony with that already? No, no, no. I'm again it's all bands, but like I just feel like I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see what what I'm supposed to see. I haven't seen it yet. Granted, it's only six he has played like six games for us, have you? How many games has oh. he played for us? So yes, I'm not saying he can't come he can't come with. I'm just saying I just haven't seen But Jibo, you were the same so, person that so, stank. Oh, it's the Lanka. What? Uh, yeah, oh, okay. but Langa is like Langa is different though. Langa is just he's a young game. Oh, so is it more like a prop him up? Wait, 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 wait. Don't use young game. They're almost the same age. Uh, yeah, but, but Langa didn't come with like uh, how much did we buy? Um, is it, the, okay, is it the, the price is not his fault though. Oh, obviously, I know it's not his fault. I'm just saying he, Langa didn't come with this hype. Is my point. Fair enough. So if uh, I think a general question, if so far for Anthony, would you say? 
not met expectation, meet expectations or exceeded? I think it's just about met expectations. Like, it's, it's definitely not exceeded anything at all. Yeah, I think he definitely met expectations. I, I don't, I don't know, um, I don't know if there was, I don't know what the expectations around him were. I guess before we signed him, because I don't think there's anybody here who really knew what Anthony's game was before he came to United. So I think uh, it's hard to put a sense of expectation. The way he plays, it lends itself to criticism because. He has every time he gets the ball, he moves, but he doesn't move every move anywhere. Yeah, I don't think that is the same thing as saying he hasn't been productive though. Like in in the game today against Cameroon, I don't think he was supremely productive, but I thought there were a few times he got away from that guy, um, you know, the guy that that was marking him, and I think he's still young too, so definitely offers us more than we were getting on that wing before we got him by any of our wingers. You can mention Sancho, Rashford, Delanga. So I think on that right-hand side, it's probably going to be his for a while. We don't know who we would get to compete with him. But I think he'll get better over time in terms of what he can offer to the team. Like, not comparing him to Ronaldo, the player, but just remember when Ronaldo didn't have any product. Well, at least I guess Ronaldo was trying, but I think with yeah, Anthony, but Ronaldo was my, mm-hmm. yeah. My 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 own with him is I I don't know if it's what he's been instructed to do, but I don't really see him trying to beat people. Like he just does and that's, a and bunch that's, of stud rolls. That's my thing. And then really, like... dropping of shoulder, and then he passes the ball back. I yeah, but but I think it's it's a little different with Anthony versus like say Sancho or Rashford. You see, because even though those guys might not take on people, they lose the ball, right? Like, I guess with Sancho, I don't know. With Anthony, it feels, and maybe it's, it's, it's early, that's why. It feels like there's a little bit more of a threat. Like with Sancho, I feel like he's, he doesn't want to try. With Anthony, I feel like he wants to beat you to come. And if you do come, he will then try to take on you. Like, if you are a defender that is going to be aggressive and try to, oh, I want to, like, if you think of the, the yellow card that that Cameroonian guy came, got, it was exactly that. The guy tried to get too tight to him. He spun the ball around him and met and, and turned around and met the ball and started running and my guy dragged him. Mm-hmm. So I, I still feel like there's a threat, but if you don't commit as a defender, if you just give him a little bit of space, he's less likely to take you on, I guess. But if you come in like, oh, I'm, I'm going to... And I think that's the difference between him and Sancho. In Sancho, there's no threat whether it's... Like, defenders are ready to corral him and get in his feet and, well, take the ball off you and he still doesn't do anything. With Anthony, it feels like he doesn't do the take-ons, but the defenders are also not trying to trying to attack, attack him and get the ball off him. So he usually still has time to be able to pass the ball back, that type of thing. So... I don't know. We'll, we'll see more from him, I guess. Maybe not for Brazil, but for United. Yeah, yeah. no, I, 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 I hope, I hope it's something maybe more. Like Francis had mentioned that maybe it's, this is what he's been instructed to do by ETH. I'm hoping that's the case because I don't know. I just feel like I'm with Francis in terms of like I need him to like take on a man and beat a man, like try and do that. Like I don't know. But anyways. It's early in the season. He's only played six, six, six games for us. I think there's more 
Yeah, and, and I think stats stats wise, those six games he has scored what three, four goals. Yeah, um, no, no, yeah. yeah he's, he's, he, he has produced from a numbers perspective in relation to the small sample size that we have. Yeah, but, but I think what we're looking for is a little, a little bit more. It's is not down the goals. He, I think is what we're looking for. He, he, yeah, for me, it's more of the eye test, like, like try to like maybe because he's Brazilian, and I already have that. Um, that mindset of okay, Brazilians, their goal, their their main skill is to dribble someone, beat a couple people, and create. So maybe I'm coming with a little bit of <clears throat> um, unfair, uh, I guess, judgment based on what we already know about Brazilians. And I was gonna yeah, say I, we have we have Fred in our team. We don't expect yeah, Fred, 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 Fred. Fred is not Brazilian. I can. I can. I can assure you. I was going to say, we don't... Fred was born in Sweden. We don't expect that from Fred. (laughs) Fred was born in Sweden. No, no, no. You know what? Brazilians from the attacking third forward. I know know what you mean. I was just just cracking jokes. Yeah. It's funny because I was thinking this week, I was watching, I think, an old United game against Arsenal. And I remember, I don't remember who was on our team, but I remember just thinking to myself, we don't really have a lot of successful Brazilians. Like, Argentine players that come to United seem to do well or, almost every time. Like, I can't think of, I mean, like, we have Martinez right now. We had um, Heinz. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody else. Veron. Okay, Veron, I guess, was mixed results. But, all, like, in the game that I watched this week, the United Arsenal game, I really liked watching Veron scores and Roy Keane. We like we, United ended up losing that game, but especially the first, they dumb. It was such a great game, man. Like and the intensity, like you almost forget that like th- this that game was I don't know that was like two thousand or something. So it's like a twenty year old match, but the, the level of football that was being played was incredible. Like Poland started instead of Rude. And, Guessing Root has started falling into Fergie's bag. Then, um, but yeah, just watching Verona's scores, man. Some of the passing, the control in midfield, like Arsenal's midfield was like Parler, Edu, and Vieira, and then United was Veron, Scholes, and Roy. Those guys just, man, it made me like start like seeing proper midfield play. But Larry, I don't, I don't think there are that many Brazilians that have done bad at United, though. Um, because if you think okay. about it, let's call like the twins, Rafael and Fabio. I thought Rafael okay. had a decent career. Actually, no, I thought both of them had a... They both won Champions League, right? Yeah, and I, um, Anderson. Anderson had a mm, career. Ando, come on. Yeah, Ando, I, I wouldn't say Ando had it. Ando... Overall, I feel like did not achieve the level that we thought he would. But wasn't wasn't he was wasn't he a starter for the for the team in the last um, Premiership um, title run? Yeah, still was yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah he was. But I I, I just I'm just saying overall, I don't think we've had bad. Maybe the only bad person I'll call is is Cleberson. But even Cleberson, I don't know if Cleberson was bad. Again, bad is relative. I'm just saying, like, when we think of successful signings, mm-hmm. like, okay, Veron was, and I guess Veron was an expensive signing too. 
But I think oh, we'll... one name we're missing, Tevez. Yes, Tevez. That's somebody else I thought about. Mm-hmm. Tevez was somebody that was successful for us as well. So, you know, we've had a, a little more luck with some of the Argentine players. And it's weird because the player, I remember when we got Cleberson, I was thinking to myself, man, this guy is going to be skillful. I couldn't even tell you where Cleberson was playing. Like, was he a midfielder? Was he? And it's funny because I was watching um, the Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo, El Phenomeno. I was watching that El Phenomeno documentary for the World Cup. Cleberson was actually in the, the World Cup winning side. I no think way. that was where we saw him. Yeah, he started like he played. I saw him in one of Ronaldo's goals. And I remember thinking, oh my God, Cleberson. Like this guy used to, that was actually starting for Brazil. So I, I think that's maybe where Fergie saw him. He's probably similar to Fred, where he just had a lot of energy and could cover a lot of distance. But did he really do anything for United? No. Anyways, um, so I know the last part we made predictions about who's going to win the World Cup. Do we still think those are, from what we've seen in the group stage, now that the group stage is over and we're out to the, to the knockout rounds? I know I picked I picked Brazil. Um, I think Francis you picked Brazil too, and I think Larry picked France, if I'm if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think from the round of sixteen we will we'll probably know. Um, not much really changed between the last game and this this third third game because almost all the so-called top teams they actually lost or tied. Right, so it just cancels each other out, right? So I don't, yeah, nothing, nothing has changed from. You know what the other thing too is, what is the road to the final? What does that look like, right? That's one thing yeah. I don't know. Like who is playing who, and then after the first set of games, who is matched up for the next round? Like who is Brazil playing? Does anybody know? South Korea. Ooh. Oh. That, that can and be really tricky for them. Is is um, Neymar going to be fit for that game? We don't even know yet. I, I think Neymar is not going to play again this in this World Cup. I just yeah, have a feeling. For USA, right? He's, he's out. Sorry? Pulisic, is he still playing in the World Cup? Well, he said, you know, I'll do whatever it takes to play that game. But I think he doesn't so he, play. He's not I think even if he plays, yeah, even if he plays, I, don't, I still think Netherlands like win that game. Just, yeah, no, no, no. I was just trying to think of the people that might be out of the next round. Of, oh, okay. Of, of the World Cup. So I think, yeah, that that has a, that plays a huge part because if I remember, like, that was kind of how England was able to get to to yep you in know, the last Euros final, the Euro finals because of the yeah. the people they the so, teams they played. They played. So depending on who you face, and like now we're talking about Argentina potentially facing. Uh, Australia, and then let's see the situation where they face Australia. I see USA wins, they might face USA, and then before you know it, it's now they're in the semis or they're the round of 16 and then quarter. So, yeah, they would be in the semis, presumably. So, I think that that's the part that I might still need to look at. But I'm going to go with France still, man. Yeah, kind of and soccer in the last game, though, scared me to this, man. Yeah, I, th- I think France has a, a good run and they don't face any, if they keep winning, they won't face any of the South American teams. It'll mostly be them European teams like a Portugal or a Spain or an England 
or yeah. France, um, which I think they have enough ammunition to, to beat those guys. Um, Portugal, I think, is a wild card, um, depending on how they play and when they play and who they play. If Let's they... be honest, Portugal's chances in this World Cup are dependent on whether or not they start Ronaldo. It's as simple as that. Um, no, I, I don't think so. Not that striker, I think they have a much better chance of beating those things. Ag- agreed, agreed, agreed. Agreed. Because I, they I think counter-attacking game, and if they can get somebody that is a little more mobile that can take their chances, then if they start playing some of these bigger teams, they just need to sit back. Like then it it makes sense for them in the quarters and it, in the round of sixteen because you know depending on who they are playing next, they might be playing a team that they can just give the ball, get get the get possession on the counter, get possession and then try to counter. And use speed. There's a lot of speed in that team. Like, I was so surprised that Rafael Leal wasn't starting. But then again, they wanted to start Yao Felix, right? So, I think <sighs> when I bought that Leal guy, I don't know. Like, he hasn't really, he hasn't really wowed me, man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but he only gets a few minutes here and there now. Fair enough. Well, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It should be interesting. But no, I'm okay. keeping my prediction. Keeping my prediction. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm. Well, we'll see. We, again, we'll see how Neymar. If if Neymar is out for the rest of the World Cup, then that drastically changes the way Brazil plays. I think. But again, we'll, we'll find out in the next round. But let's get to the topic du jour. The reason why we're all here, the Glazers. It's been announced that they are actually looking to sell the club. Um, there are a couple of interesting points here. Uh, I guess we can start off as, you know, the tenure of the Glazers. What, what, did we, what do we think of them as owners? I know when they initially bought the club, I think it was said that they bought the club um, in debt. I can't remember how that went. Like they, they didn't actually pay for the club. The purchase using the debt, which is, Again, honestly, as far as like things go, it's one of the most mind blowing <laughs> stories that I've, I've I've seen. Like it's like it's like you and I, like I say, all three of us just deciding that we want to go and buy a company that is successful and not put in any of our money, any money into it, yeah. putting very little of our money into it, and then getting a loan. So essentially, for that to work, and that's where their relationship with Ed Woodward actually started is Ed Woodward was part of the people that financed the purchase of United for them. That was his initial role as an investment banker. He was one of the people that helped finance it. And then they liked him so much from there that they then hired him. Even the guy that is there right now, Richard Arnold, is similar to that. He's also an investment banker that worked with Ed Woodward as well. But is there anything wrong with that, though? In terms of ethically or, like, criminal... Yeah, like uh, I guess uh, ethically has criminality. Well, I guess it depends. Yeah, criminality. Okay, so you can't do that anymore in England, right? You can't buy a club the same way they bought it right now. Um, they change, they've changed the rules around around that, right? So you have to have some, like for example, okay, so you don't need to put all the money in, but you can't have a 
a finance deal to purchase a club where most of that is used, is done through um, a loan. Because the original loan that we got for United, so I, I don't remember the exact amount that they got United for, but I know that the original loan was somewhere in the region of like 500 or 700. 700, yeah, around 700 million or something. Okay. Yeah, and that was, that was what, 22 years ago, I think, or 20, I think it was like 90 something, end of 90s, 2000 or so that I think we bought United. Um, I need to go Ooh, check. Are we talking about Glazers? Yeah, Glazers. And, you know, it was like 2004, 2005. Uh, no, I think they've won United for up to 20 years. Really? Yeah. I don't know if somebody can double check that. Yeah, I'll check it. We can move on on the analysis there. Yeah, so I think what they ended up doing was they put some of the money down, maybe like, say, less than 100 million pounds, and then they financed the rest of the money. But they have never made any payments towards that loan. And that's actually one of the, the, the parts that is the worst in the whole story of this. So yeah. again, you don't put any of your money down. The club itself is successful enough that it is going to make enough money that you can pay the interest on the loan that you took out to buy the club, right? So you have a 600 million, 700 or 600 million pound loan. You are paying interest over a period of say 20 years and you have not made any payment towards the principal loan itself. In that time, you have spent over a billion on just the interest loan, uh, just the interest on the loan alone. So you have paid the equivalent of double the amount of the loan in just interest. And that's the thing that like, when you look at it, it, you can't call it criminal, but you almost, you, it, it, it's kind of blurry because one, who gives you a 600 million pound loan? Which bank is giving you a 600 million pound loan when you are not putting any of your money down? And so when you then get to the point where you are not making any payments and the banks are going to see a billion out of this, who is actually benefiting from the purchase? I was going to say, yeah, from a bank, from a bank's perspective, this is what they, this is ideal for them. You still owe us, ideal. yeah, you still owe us the the principal, but yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sucking money out of you every every year. You know, yeah. and I and I think maybe that's the only issue, or those are the only issues. One is they didn't put any of their money down towards um, getting that loan, and number two, any um, anything that is made from the club, they are not paying back the debt on, on, the, on, the, on the loan. So those are the only two issues because apart from that, I think everything that they've done is normal and is what almost everybody would do. No, but, but you no. can't say apart from that, like that is not a big deal. First, that's no. like you marking out your credit card and not having a plan, like 20 years, right? Like, so however long it is, right? In that time, if you said in the first five years, we want to use part of the revenue to pay for this loan, you can read it's 500 million, right? Like in that time, you could have in a 10 year span, less than that, you could have paid this off. So then if you pay it off, you then think of what can you use a billion extra? Because they haven't put any of their money in. 
So I'm not even talking about a scenario where they put their own money in to pay for the loan. I'm still talking about a scenario where they are using United revenues to pay for the loan or United net income to pay for the loan. At least it secures that you can then spend money over a period of time. That billion is no longer a billion. It's like, okay, you paid the principal amount of 500 and they say maybe it cost you another 500 million. So you paid a billion, but at least you don't have any debt now. So any money that you make is now within the club entirely. And so over a period of 20 years, that makes a difference. That's the difference between renovating Old Trafford or not. But it looks very strongly that they had no interest in doing anything but withdrawing money. Like we've talked about this, like obviously in the last episode, we talked about Ronaldo saying the gym is exactly the same. Every team, every organization, forget team, every organization has a capital expenditure budget that goes into renovating your facilities, goes into creating new facilities, anything. These are things that are directly in line with your business. So these are expenses that you can plan for, you can amortize, right? And there's, there's been no renovations at Carrington. There's been no re- renovations at Old Trafford. Old Trafford, I think Jabala said this, like Old Trafford is still exactly like it was in 2000. Bro, I had a friend that actually went for the tour and posted pictures. This was last week. He posted pictures 10 years ago. He posted pictures from 20 years ago. So he's gone on the United tour. It's the same. It's crazy for a team that is this successful that, I mean, look at what's happening with Chelsea. Look at all the things that they had to do. They had to commit to spending $2 billion in the club before they allowed them to buy the team. That is not including the amount they spent to buy the team. They had to actually show that they were going to spend $2 billion within the club. Like, this is how you're going to spend the money. And with United, there was just no oversight. And for what? It's like, Glazers weren't the first people that tried to buy United. The guy that owned Sky at the time was trying to buy United. I think, I don't know if it's the same as with that murder, but another guy tried to buy United and, and they didn't allow it. So in this case, I mean, some of it had to do with Fergie. Anyway, I, I don't want to get too into, into the weeds. Fergie had these friends that were like that owned like a racehorse and he owned the racehorse with them. They were majority owners in United. Fergie fucked them over essentially, took them to court, and then they decided they were going to sell their United shares. And that was the beginning because they had at that time, I think like 12 or something percent. Glazers were able to buy it, accumulate, and then when you get a certain percentage, you are obligated to make an offer for the rest of the yeah. organization. And that's how it ended up you know, with the Glazers. But yeah, just like, you know, United is one of the most successful teams in the world. And, you know, you look at what you would now look at as the assets within the organization. And what are the assets? Like the players are kind of the assets, but they are inflated assets, right? Sancho is one of the highest earning people in the Premier League. He's the second, he might even be the highest earner in United now that Ronaldo is gone. And so it's like, that's an inflated asset, but they purposely do that so that it looks good on the books and so that they can keep reporting 
in the in the annual reports that your business is looking good, business is booming. But they are getting to a point now where they can no longer do that because on the books, we've started making losses. In the last two, two years, we've made losses. And this year, we're going to make another loss. So they are now getting to a point where the assets don't look as attractive. The money, in terms of how, how they can take us to the next level commercially, they've kind of started, you know, they have maxed it out. Yeah, that's why Ed Woodward is also not there because he was the guy that was in charge of all the commercial things. And that part of it was groundbreaking at the time. But it was the only way they were going to keep the money flowing because they were not going to put them in their own money. And so, Francis, when you say, like, it's not different, it's very, like there's no other team that you can think of where the owner is taking money out of the club. No, no, no. That, and that's not what I meant, though. I wanted to clarify okay. that apart from those two things, um, there is mm-hmm. nothing else that we're pointing fingers at the Glazers for in relation to how they bought the club. That's what I was trying okay, to. Okay, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you meant like as a as a tenure. Not as a... No, okay, no, no, no. no. Okay. I just meant in relation to buying because almost everybody that is buying a business or whatnot will take a loan to buy that. The the issue that people are pointing fingers at. and because I've heard people point fingers at oh they took a loan to buy the club. Um, yeah, that's that's yes, not the that's issue. normal. Somebody else that, that took a loan to buy a club. It's like taking a loan to buy a house or to buy something. Like the, the, no. the you, people do that, but the issue there is you at least you put some money down, and then secondly, you are paying it off over a period of time. No, actually, no, I disagree. Like, so if Apple or like we'll get to a segment now where we talk about like who's going to take over the club. Do you think there's any chance that whoever takes over United is going to finance it? It's not even allowed anymore. So you, yeah, like, but they, I think the rules are different too, right? Like yeah, the rules are different now. But I'm saying mm-hmm. it is not frowned. Well, it is on any other side of the business. Like if someone is buying something, like that's part of the way um, Elon Musk bought Twitter. In, in I think it was 70 30 or something the remain the remaining percentage was was financed too right so it's, it's like le- leverage yeah buyers. most most yeah. people don't don't use the actual money to buy like big purchases like it's yeah, all financed, yeah exactly so that and that's what I'm talking about but when people keep saying they bought United using a loan okay that's fine but then you yeah. as you explained the, the, what I'm disagreeing with is I don't know any other situation like you can call any other sport in the NFL when Barmer bought Clippers that money is coming out from his own pocket that is why you usually need a consortium that's why you need multiple people but also down. I think Larry I think the rules are also different there than than the way I think I think I I, I get what you're saying I, I don't think that will fly right now if that makes sense but I think mm-hmm. what they did is they took advantage of the rules of the time, which again, time, yeah. if yeah. you are a smart businessman, that's what you do. <laughs> you take advantage yeah, but of the rules at the time. I guess, I, I guess part of the part I have a problem with is even at that time, it still required oversight and approval from the FA and from the government. For Okay, so you remember when Saudi wanted to buy Newcastle? This was not yeah. so long ago. It took them over a year for them to review everything, right? And it looked like at many points that it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't because Saudi didn't have the money. It's because 
the FA and the government start reviewing the process, they review the details, and they make a final decision. That part of the process has always been there. And so for me, it's just like you have foreign owners. And at the time, it wasn't like foreign owners was a thing that everybody knew. You have foreign owners that were coming in, that were not putting any of their money down. You were buying the biggest club in the world, or at least easily the biggest club in England at that time. And this is how you allow it to happen. And that's why I brought up the point of the guy that owns Sky tried to buy United previously, and they did not sign off on allowing him to buy United. So why was, and he was going to put more and more of his money in. So why is it now, why was it in this situation that they now allowed people that are not even in your country to come in and then finance 90% of the biggest club in the world at the time? That's where I, I, see, I, I see what you're saying. Like it's something, something is a, it's a foot. <laughs> something, something seems a little bit fishy there, but I guess we will never know why they allowed the Glazers to, to get it. But the Glazers took advantage of a loophole. They did what they had to do and they've just been running the club like shit ever since then. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. Um, before we go into like, I know uh, into like who we want to buy the club, like how would you, I'll come to Francis and Larry. Like, what? How would you grade like the Glazers' um, reign in the club? Since I think they bought the club to two thousand and five, right? Yeah, two thousand and five. Yeah. So, what well, would you like? Yeah, yeah, would you say? Well, I guess would you say it's been successful? No, I, I think I think it's an absolute fail. I think you can write a successful book on how to not run a club using your tenor. <laughs> On uh, within the past what seventeen years now, it's it it, it it like what if what Blazers have done at United should be taught in business schools, like in in MBA program, like As you what will, not to do, what not to do, and or how not to run a business. Like you you can tell. And the funny thing is. On one hand, I'm going to give, give credit to United as a brand. It just shows how enormous and strong they are. Because if this was a a, a different club, like a Liverpool or, or an Everton or an Arsenal, I don't think they will be here today because they don't have the global reach to even make the money to keep them afloat. And United, all these monies that they've spent on players, you know, even... Um, fixing uh, complexes, training places, facilities here and there in the past few years. It's been their own money. And you just can't hear, like you don't, you don't hear about this normally, right? So I'll give them credit um, as, a, as, a, as an organization. And that's just United. But for the owners, nah, man, absolute. If I was to rate them out of 10, it would be like a minus one. El Maestro? I think it depends on who, like, are you rating it as a fan or rating it? I think for the Glazers, they, well, they, well, we are rating it. We're all fans here, yeah. so I, I guess we're always looking at things from that perspective. For the most yeah, part. from that perspective, it's 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 been a massive fail, of course. Like, there's just no other way to say it, you know. Like, again, I think just the simple things, you know, it's you can do both. You can make money and you can win. Right, like you look at what Liverpool has done. That's what they've tried to do, and they understand that you have to put some money in to get some money out. Right, you can get foreign investment, but at every turn where these guys have tried to monetize United, when we when they put us on the stock exchange, 
when you know all the sponsorship deals it's always with the end goal of themselves and it it's it's kind of funny because you know if you look at it just at the surface level if your team is successful you will be able to make more money and because of that you will be able to end up selling it for a higher price if this united team was still as successful as the ones that Fergie had over that period of time say just even we were as successful as you, you pick you know any relatively successful team in the last 10 years it, it, it does wonders for you in terms of how much you can then charge to sell the club after the fact right so that's where it's great right. so i would definitely say less than less than yeah, and, and and I think this it's it's an F for me too as well. But I think this is one of those things where we just assign smartness to people who have money, even though they don't show you that they're smart people. If that if that makes sense, uh, Larry, you had mentioned that there there's there are smarter ways to run a club and still get your money out and still make more money, and they chose this route. I guess it's my point. Like if I'm if I'm like um, their business partners or I'm their financial advisors, this is. This is this is not what I'm gonna um, advise them to to do in terms of running the club, right? Like you said, if the club is just a little bit more successful, like you can make all that money that they've been siphoning out, you can siphon more money out if you just put a little bit back into the club, right? So, I guess it's just one yeah. of those things. In in fairness, they also had Fergie for the first few years, right? And what Fergie allowed them to do is that he covered up a lot of crap. Like yeah. if you think about what Fergie did when Fergie left, the the season before like in in that like there was a fan where we made champions league finals like three times in like five years right we lost one we lost two to barcelona and then we won one against chelsea but we made it to like and the team was steadily deteriorating that each one of those teams was worse than the last that one. is true and so you didn't actually get to see the cracks initially like when rooney started talking about the caliber of player that we were signing at the time, we just thought, like, what the hell are you talking about? We're winning, you know? <laughs> but and I know you hated Rooney then, eh? I do. I, I, in some ways, I, I, I've never been able to forgive him for it, even though now I can look back and I can say, yeah, he did have a point. Like, if I was him, I would do exactly what he did. Because he's saying, yeah, you pay me. If I'm going to stay here and I'm looking at the trash that you guys are doing, <laughs> I'm the biggest star, you would pay me. And I have leverage. Because Man City had happened to come in at that point. Tevez had just had just left. And so Ferguson covered for a lot of that. I think when you have that, you can you can you um you can there are things that you can do. But I, I suspect that like the more I think about it, the more I suspect that you know they probably had a hand in Ferguson retiring. Either he had a hand or they had a hand, or he noticed that something wasn't right or whatever it was. And I don't mean that in a bad way necessarily. I'm just saying because once he left, David Gale left, Ed Woodward got into the position of power and then everything just started falling apart. Falling apart, yeah. Right. And I don't think that's a coincidence. It's like you don't have any football people in any positions of power. You only have people that are following the money. And so all your decisions from that point forward are no longer football related. It is now about money. And you have those people in places. And then that trickles down into the club, right? Because when the facilities don't get changed, when the quality of players are getting worse, when the agents start sniffing blood, 
when the coaches don't have authority, when your recruitment staff is like a hundred deep and they are going through a thousand right backs before they land on Spider. <laughs> this is the case that. Yeah. Yo, you know what? I see what I, I wish I could see this counter report on uh, Juan Bissaka. I just wanted to see what they saw. The Lambo. <laughs> but anyways, um, let's get to the more fun part of this discussion and where we get to speculate about who might potentially buy United. I know right now they are being evaluated at 5.8 billion. Damn, that's a lot of money. I wonder what what would you guys do with 5.8 billion? <laughs> Would you buy my you? Um ah, I don't know, man. Tough <laughs> one. Tough. Yeah, better business opportunities out there. But anyways, um we've been linked yeah, with the likes. You'd be better off buying like a club in the championship. Like look at Newcastle now. That was a three hundred yeah. million deal. Yeah. And now if they make champions come on, yeah, I would I would spend that money somewhere else. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, thankfully there are people with more money, more money than five point eight billion um, sniffing around. So hopefully, um, some of them have been. I've seen links to Apple. I've seen links to the. You said Zara guy at some point. There yeah. was one. There was links to Louis. Is Louis Vuitton? Louis Vuitton Dawn. I might, you know, the boys yeah. coming in and Louis Vuitton bags. So, anyways, yeah, is... wishful thinking, man. That would be mad. Still, imagine LV <laughs> buying United LV. and then uh, Jay Z is like sponsored by. Can, can can your owner sponsor you, like your Jay? I know. Senate, you know. Yeah. Even if, even if they don't sponsor, you, I'm, I'm sure they can make like special like edition. Jerseys. Yeah. Oh, they'll be yeah, spec- so... making like, a collection. Yeah, like bags, like wallets, like yo. Ah! <laughs> Man, one can only dream. One can only dream. Anyways, back to Team Viewer. <laughs> okay. Like I, <laughs> Team Viewer. Like I said, this is the mo- this is the more f- fun part of the conversation. Um, Langley, I'll start with you. Like, have you actually seen any uh, legit or credible like people that we've been linked to, or is it just you think it's all still speculations or? Do you think there's yeah, been anyone I, I think, that are more than any other ones that, that has stood out to you? So the way I understand the process is that right now the Glazers have tasked some banks with um yeah. like sorting process. through interest. Yeah. So those people will figure out who has interest. The people who have interest will then submit some type of proposal about, you know, what what they want to do, not what they want to do in terms of with the club, just like their level of interest and all that stuff. They will filter those guys out and then they will get people to come and present a bid at some point, right? So at that point, you might be left with 40 candidates and they might say, okay, all 40 of you now have to present your bids. And then usually the highest bidder is the person that gets it, right? But not everybody knows what everybody else is going to bid. So you and I could go and bid 2 billion somebody else bids four billion, that person is going to get it. Right. So I think it's hard to tell right now, even though that there even though there is a level of interest, there's some PR because the better PR you have. So there's like Ratcliffe, who's the United founder also wanted to buy Chelsea, who's had a long held interest in buying United. I think a lot of fans in England would love to see him on the team because he's done a lot of press to talk about you know, I want to own this team as a custodian of the club. Like, I, I don't want to own it as 
somebody that owns a club but i want to own it as somebody that's a fan i want to give it back you know like not obviously it's not that shit but just like i know i was gonna say everyone's everyone everyone says that <laughs> no but but some of these people are real life like we you talked about what we do with five billion i mean if you're Elon Musk and you're a united fan i'm not saying he is i'm just saying if you grew up like yeah and you I go to the point where you have like in net worth of 40 billion and you're like 60 years old then yeah why not buy united you know like that's what bauma did with clippers it's like i've been in microsoft execs for years i've made a lot of money this is another opportunity to make money but it's also an opportunity to have fun doing it right so i can see those but i don't think we'll know i think even though some of these people are serious ultimately it's about you know money talks like how much are you are you willing to put down and that valuation that we talked about united do they actually get numbers that are going to uh, get that high you know so yeah i i, I don't know i i'm what do you guys think i don't know i i i, I kind of struggle between uh i've heard like so i just came from england and I remember when I was in England, I was watching like a few programs on TV where they were asking fans. And a lot of them seemed to be hesitant about like Middle East royal family. Like, you know. Those guys would be very all right. That was going to be my next like, if if it was left to me, deep pockets, my G, deep pockets. The only person that can rival the Middle East is Apple. <laughs> that- yeah. Like, yeah, I guess they're the closest. <laughs> Even Apple, I don't think so because Apple wouldn't. Well, be but, like, but you get what I'm trying to say, like yeah. in terms of like uh, Apple's uh, market. Uh, is, it, what's, is it market cap? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what but I'm saying. So, a lot of investors, right? So you can't just be spending, infusing money into a club if the club is not showing you results. Versus if you're like Saudi, you can. Yeah, put, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like Man City is claiming that their their revenues are higher than United's. Which in which world? <laughs> Based on sponsorship, which sponsors? You know, with with KDB what? on your. But that I would like to have that like, kind of problem yeah. where I'm lying. I'm lying about my my sponsorship. Yeah, you know where that you know, exactly. that, you know where that money is coming from. Is my point. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if if you were to ask me, I would say if there's any Saudis out there, if you can hear my voice. You guys know what to do. <laughs> yeah. you just have to get used to like maybe some arabic writings on your on your shirt as opposed to team viewer you know hey alhamdulillah yo man i've been, I've been learning arabic man there's so many you could have gone to brakta, brakta, like that. No, that, it was a it was a break 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 so you guys you guys hear me yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Francis, you haven't you haven't told us what, what like your preference would be though. What, what would be your preference? My, my preference, um, deep pockets for sure. Um, unfortunately, I have, or I guess fortunately, depending on what it, I have no qualms, qualms with uh, the guys from the Middle East. Middle East, um, they've bought what two different clubs in in England recently, or one one I said not to mention PSG, not to forget. Yeah, P- and PSG, and I, from experience or from recent history, it looks like they've been running them very well. Ideally, my ideal owner would be someone that loves the club, that's passionate about football, has money, and is willing to invest. So that would be my ideal. 
But then if there's one or two things, oh, if there's one, actually, I take that back. My most important thing is someone that has deep pockets. Number two is someone that is willing to invest in the club. Because the Glazers, for example, they have relatively deep pockets, but they weren't really invested in the club in that way, right? So that would be my other priority. Someone that has money, someone that's willing to invest. And then um, someone that is going to care about the, the club in relation to you know wanting to take us forward with the amenities, the improvements, buying players, and, and all that jazz, right? Um, if there's been rumors about Apple and whatnot, but I think Apple is a little bit of a reach, I think, um, just because it's, it re- it's pretty much against the typical Apple model sports team that they own. And I don't know that for a fact, but if anyone knows Apple owns a sports team, please let me know. But I, I don't know of any of that. And then the other guys that they mentioned, Jim Radcliffe, when I see him, I don't know, man. He really, <laughs> you know, I was waiting just for feels you. Like I was he, waiting for Francis to say something. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It feels like the British version of the Glazers, man. I don't know. It's, I feel like it's just the Glazers with British accent. But you, <laughs> you, you never really know. I might be wrong. But do I want to find out? No, really. I, I don't. I don't know if I want the Jim Radcliffe guy and his his gang. Um. Beckham and, you know, what he's, or what I've heard that he's preaching, you know, getting a group of guys together, that might be a good route. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they have pockets mm-hmm. deep enough, man. Yeah. No, but it's not going to be him, though. He's, he's, he's I know, I'm to... not saying him. I'm saying whoever he wants to come along with. I don't know. I, I, just, you, you, know you never really know. I, I think Beckham is in a level where he has guys that have deep pockets, right? And if Beckham is involved... He's not only coming as an investor; he's coming as someone that loves United. So at that, I'm, this is just all I, we're all talking hypothetically and assumptions right now. So I'm 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 trying to see reasons why I think it would be good if Beckham gets guys that have deep pockets and he's part of them and they're going to invest in United. I I think it would be a good. I I, I think it'd be a good. For me, definitely from a PR standpoint, I think that would be ideal in terms of like it's a it's a story of you know the guy who once played the class of 92 and yada yada yeah i can see how that like that's that's going to be on the front page of, of the newspapers right i can see that but for you were going to say i think my own ideal scenario it's somebody with somebody who does not need to make money from the club essentially like some of these people that are investors are going to look at the club as a viable business opportunity. I don't really want somebody that wants it as a business opportunity, right? Because if you want it as a business opportunity, it means you are trying to grow the brand for reasons to be able to either leverage the money that comes out or maybe sell it in the future for even more money. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody that owns the club or wants to own the club reasons that have nothing to do with being able to take money out or so essentially like we talked about the reason why I don't mind someone like Jim Ratcliffe is because he can afford to go in almost himself. Like he mm. can be the guy that he's 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 I think he's the richest man in England, at least one of the richest men in England. So 
he can, I'm not saying like it, it wouldn't be smart for you to buy everything yourself, but in a six million purchase, he's still going to own over 50% of the world. He's going to own like 60, 70% of the world. If he gets all that money, it's not going to form a significant price. And at that point, it's like if you are paying that much to buy the club, you are and you are buying the club with your own money, you are going to be invested in the club. Right? You are not buying it because you got six billion out of it and you're going to be taking 30, 40 million in in uh, dividends every year. 30, 40 million doesn't matter because you spent six billion. Right. So at that point, or like with the Saudis, like or say any of the royal families in the Middle East. So you look at Man City, they've poured almost two billion into Man City. And that's not just including players, they they built a new stadium. I think yeah. like you've seen like if you drive past their um, training facilities, it's amazing. It's like a complex, it's like a little city, you know. And then you look at PSG, same thing. You come in, you build like a maybe not a new stadium, but at least facilities to match. You spend a lot of money in PR. You are developing the brand and things like that. So then you can make decisions that are not just purely financial. And I think, obviously, the problem we have with the Glazers is they run it like a business as opposed to running it like a sport, like a club. And yes, they're supposed to be like some middle ground. But you know for, for sure with Newcastle, with... Man City with PSG, it's only about winning. They they want to win because if they can win, they can grow the brand and they can be the faces behind the success. And yeah. ultimately, that's what they want. And so that's the kind of owner that I want is somebody that is only concerned with winning and the business side. They are not that bothered. No, I I I agree with you hundred percent. It's you have to infuse. <clears throat> that kind of money into the club, like like you've mentioned, look at the way City have, and they also have like an MLS swing too, right? Don't they? And I feel yeah, like they're they all kind of they're all kind of linked in terms of you know the facilities and you know and the way they play. So I think that's just my thing is that like infuse money into the club and and then everything else falls falls in after that. So that's just the the way. We, but I don't know. Is there anything but, else we want to? Any new ground we want to cover here? Francis, no, you say? Yeah, but but my number one pick will be the if Apple is out of it, will be the the um what do you call these Dubai the, guys? The Saudis. Yeah, yeah there's ah, I forget their name. No, and owns Man City. Qatar owns. Yeah, I think they are different. They are different. Like, so Dubai yeah. doesn't own any. The Dubai Royal family doesn't own. Saudi owns. Um, yeah, the investment in... corporation of Dubai. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but don't they already own? Do they own no, any they... Premier League clubs? They don't own any no. football team. No. Oh. And they actually, I've read rumors that they are part of the the guys in the running. Um, some might say they are legion. Um, but. Yeah, that would be that would be my my preference for sure. We'll see. So last All question right. for me before I on on this one, um, and I have my own thoughts, but I'll I'll save mine. When do you guys think this sale is going to happen? So first of all, do you think it will happen? And if you think it will happen, when do you think it will happen? I can go first. I I still don't think it's going to happen. I just think this is all. I feel like we've been down here with the glaciers before. But 
like I hope like I really hope it happens, but I'm very, very skeptical. There's a lot of things that the Glazers and for good reasons, right? Because it's the Glazers we're talking about. <laughs> so if it happens, I would say probably like if it happens, I w- ideally I would say to, uh, towards the summertime. After the season is over and we're done with the season, and then like the new owners can come in or they can announce it towards the end of the season. Either way, I just don't want any disruption with whatever the season is gonna be. Yeah, I, I think there are more chances of it happening than not, just because of the the ceremony around them releasing the statements. It all came off after Ronaldo's interview and Ronaldo um bashing them and how they've been terrible and whatnot. And that will, in turn, put some kind of pressure on them, coupled with the fact that we're getting to a stage where we're running dry. We're not, there's, we're not even making money. So the guys are most likely going to want to cash in now or sooner rather than later. And what's the best time to cash in than, you know, than now? Um, if you're waiting till the next few years, um, the lack of investment, if there's no money that the club is making will even make it tougher for us to make Champions League and be out there and our global reach might not be as good as anymore. So the if you're if they are thinking of the numbers, for them it probably makes sense to sell now than later. So that's why I think um the chances are higher. Um in terms of a time timeline, um United is a, a big club. I don't think it's a you know one to two month kind of thing that you know you would want to get over with. Um Glazers, on the other hand, would want to go through a list of potential buyers and most likely sell to the highest bidder. So they would want to create as much noise around it for a period of time and then let their their, um, their banking firm do the work and then eventually sell. So I think it would reach um, the summertime or before we can actually... Um, before we can actually conclude any deal. Um, but bear in mind, I think they would want to do that as well before that Champions League deciding timeline because that might also affect how much they sell United for. Larry, your thoughts? Yeah, so I I, I think uh, at this point, I'm going to offer the Almeister guarantee <laughs> I'll let you know that United will definitely be sold and I'm guaranteeing that we will be sold by the summer. Um, I, I, this kind of segues into what we'll talk about in our next episode of the board, which is the transfer window, the upcoming transfer window, whether or not we make any sales. I think they're desperate to make Champions League to make sure the club position for it because if you can get Champions League and you can make a sale, then whoever comes and can overspend to make sure that we can at least maintain that position while a lot of the work in the background is taking place. I think once we make a sale, there are going to be a lot of changes. Someone like ETH is probably going to make it, but somebody is going to come in and say that the working structure here, people like John Mata, a lot of those guys are going to be in trouble, I think. But yeah, long story short, I think by the end of the season, um, we start getting to the point where I would say by the summer, we have a very clear idea of who would be favorite. Yeah, yeah. and your, some of these rumors are already coming out. Like you can hear 
um, you know Mike Edwards from Liverpool, the football yeah. director, the sporting director. I'm already former. hearing, yeah, the former. I'm hearing that United are about to sign the guy, and then he's also going to get their their he the senior research analyst or something in Liverpool as well. So I'm hearing rumors that um, n- maybe the new owners or potential owners have already started doing some legwork. But again, you, you, know, you know how the media just writes shit in, in just to get you know views, especially if it has to do with my... But it sounds like some things are in motion already, and I won't be surprised if them John... Uh, what's the other guy's name again? Uh, Richard Arnold. Uh, all those guys are, are packaged and, and bundled up. There, I just hope he add Phil Jones to that sale as well. Because, <laughs> bro, this guy has seen more lifetimes than, than nine cats. Phil Jones. Phil Jones will become United Ambassador. Just watch this. Mm-hmm. Under who? Under the mm-hmm. new owners. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I think we've, we've run our course with this uh, topic. Um, like Larry had said, um, our next part, we'll talk about transfers and more how we see the general transfers going but in between time thank you for listening please give us a follow on social and what we'll figure do on twitter and instagram also rate review us five stars only anything less than that keep it to yourself close mouth and before we get, get before we get out of here i just want to highlight something real quick with spotify uh, there's now a q and a uh, session with spotify so if you happen to listen to us on spotify you can send questions um, to us through Spotify, actually. So um, just keep that in mind for our Spotify listeners. Oh, send your questions to our maestro, man. It's got that guarantee. <laughs> and you it's got that guarantee. Each episode is going to have um, an, a question as well. So you can answer the question re- related to that particular episode. And you can leave a comment. We do review the comments. So please do so. It is only available on Spotify right now. So if you if you listen to the uh, episode on Spotify, you'll see a question there. You can answer the question and leave any comments as well. Are, are there prizes for for a person with the, the most engagement? Are we, yeah, are we, we doing Christmas they get, they get they get lunch with uh, Francis. Good good one, good one, good one. one. Uh, uh, All right. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll talk to you guys soon.